Hello, welcome to an all-new Marvel Cast Exposure to makes hub of all things Marvel, a place to talk about everything MCU and beyond from Avengers and Defenders to Dr. Dorcas and Tiger Shark. My name's Ashley Hobley, the... Joining me today, Ultimate Kieran Marchant. You know, you really know do <laughs> go to the depths, like the, the, the true depths, to, to find these names, I swear, half the time, you know? I don't know if he just missed it, but he was like introduced himself, had no tagline, and just went straight to you. Did that? Yeah. <laughs> also yeah. joining us, the astonishing little blight. Uh, happy to be here to talk about uh, this movie. Listen, I was too emotional to come up with a tagline. <laughs> so. That's okay. Okay. <laughs> so today we're talking about Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. So uh, this is going to be full spoilers. So please be aware we'll be spoiling anything and everything about the plot themes in any of the movie. So if you haven't watched it, come back later. With that said, let's have a discussion of Black Panther Wakanda Forever. His people did not call him General or King. They called him Kukul Khan. Directed by Ryan Coogler, screenplay by Ryan Coogler and Joe Robert Cole, story by Ryan Coogler, starring Letitia Wright, Lupita Luongo, Danny Guerra, uh, Winston Duke, Dominique Thorne, Florence Kasumba, Michaela Cole, Tanok Herta, Martin Freeman, and Angela Bassett, Queen Ramonda, Shuri, Mbaku, Okoye, and the Dora Malaji fight to protect their nation from intervening world powers in the wake of King T'Challa's death. As the Wakandans strive to embrace their next chapter, the heroes must band together with Nakia and Everett Ross to forge a new path for their beloved kingdom. Kieran, what do you think of Black Panther Wakanda Forever? Uh, I think this is the best movie since, like, since Phase 4 started. Like, this movie was really good. And that's not really saying much. I think, you know, we've been in somewhat of a holding pattern for movies and for this part of um, the, the MCU, but I feel... This movie's really special. Um, I I I think Namor is one of the best MCU villains. I absolutely love Namor. I loved the uh, attention and build up that they gave to Namor and his people to make them scary as fuck. That scene of them, it, like when they're first attacking that oil rig, was fucking terrifying. Um, I think in a prospect of of having the ocean, it's funny when you compare this Namor to the Namor in, like, Aquaman, and it's just, this is so much better. The Ocean Master? Ocean Master? Or just, or, just... or Aquaman? Which one are you trying for? Isn't there Namor? No. No. I swear there's Namor. There's one Namor. Oh, okay, I thought there was two. Well, you know, it's fine. It's what uh, it in the comics, he's a white dude. <laughs> no, oh, no, 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 I don't know. Is that why you're confused? No, I think you have Black Manta. No, 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 that's my fault. I know um, if he is a white dude in the comics. I'm pretty Namor sure. Is. He's, he's, Namor he's, is definitely a white dude in the pretty comics. I'm sure he's yeah. just a white dude. The only reason I know that is because the amount of times I spent looking at Namor in Marvel Snap. Um, yeah. Yeah, and he's. Because they changed him. Like, that's a, the. Like, not to. Like, I'll come back to Kieran continue in a second, but, like, to get this out of the way, they, they changed him from. Uh, like, to get away from the whole Atlantis thing. Obviously, to yeah. not get too com- too many comparisons to DC and anything else like that, but they ditched Atlantis. They ditched the just boring white dude yeah. thing. Um, yeah, I mean that's part of the reason I liked him. But yeah, continue. Um, yeah. But no, I I loved Namor. I loved he was a character that that had um, 
some stakes and it, it felt like you know that he was definitely a threat and, and i'm really glad they didn't just spit him out and throw him away like they do with other previously potential good villains um having shuri as the main aspect or the main focus of the movie was good overall with hers and, and to see her interactions and her almost go off the deep end a little bit and, and turn towards that revenge storyline and, and how that connected with um the the plots of killmonger from uh black panther um, and moving forward into this one um loved ironheart loved you know what she got to do in this and and the interest in there my major sticking point and my only thing i really didn't like is i fucking hated akoya's uh armor design i thought it looked fucking the midnight stupid. something the midnight <laughs> angels or something like that or the no, it was something like that yeah. but I hated it, and I'm like, why did you need to give her armor? She is such a cool like. I, I the part I loved about her character was that she was a a non superpowered badass, and she kind of hung with the best of them. So but she's fighting um, a bunch of superpowered badasses. So I, mean, I guess so, but you didn't have to make the costume look so stupid. Um, <laughs> I think it's the it's because it's the head. Has it the, is the head it's the, piece. It's the the back piece, like the mullet bit. Yeah, and the fact that when she loses the front, it like keeps that yeah. back section. It's very strange. Um, I know. I, I thought it was great. Um, and then I'm sure we'll talk about it more after. But I was, I think, th- the best post credit scene that I've seen in a very long time in, in the MCU movie. All right, Dylan, what do you think of Black Panther: Wakanda Forever? Yeah, I mean, it's easy, it's easily the best. What face is this? Six face four. Four? Fuck, oh, I jumped oh ahead a bit. Uh, <laughs> this is easily the best Phase 4 movie. I, the bar was pretty low, to be honest. Though. It's been a very uh, uh, mediocre... But, I mean, we, we keep putting up... Oh, it's the first of a new thing. Anyway. Um, yeah, easily the best. It's definitely one of, if not the best... Like, I don't know. It, it definitely, like, slipped into the top three of, of the last... Since Black Panther, I guess. But... Um, I feel like it's, it's the way I would like shorthand review it is this movie's really, really good. It's not as good as the original. It's not as good as the first one. But it's considering with all the, considering they had the lead pass and this is what they've come out with and amongst everything else. Um, I feel like it's like, it's a bit, like it's sort of crazy how you got a movie this good considering he had the, Ryan Coogler had a whole different script and, you know, every, everything mm. else like that. So it's sort of crazy. Um, I don't like, I don't like the stuffing of Mike Freeman's character, whatever that is. What's his name? Agent Ross. Ro- yeah, Ross. I don't like him in this at all compared to the first one where he actually felt like he was part of the movie and needed to be there. He feels entirely put in there to tag along. Whatever he's there to, is. to, it's almost like he's there for the it, Thunderbolts and like for that yeah. kind of. Yeah. Like to to further that, he story could have uh, left the movie after his first scene. Yeah, and he's only back. The only reason we come back to him is so they can continue teasing the, the yeah the Thunderbolts with what's a I can't remember the Countessa. Name. It's Countessa. Whatever Countessa. Name is. I thought that yeah, yeah. that whole yeah. all her stuff is all the her stuff and she's in his scenes. All of that was sort of killing the pacing for me a bit, and that's nearly like 10, 15 minutes of footage. I I feel like it would be so. I feel like. Th- that sort of thing like the movie has some off pacing and the, when i was thinking about it on my drive home i put entirely all the blame onto every time we cut away to a scene with him <laughs> is uh <laughs> sort of how i was feeling with that and i feel like we could have got a lot better without that stuff um i don't think i like the fight scenes are particularly good and i didn't feel like they were in the first movie either i feel like there's some interesting stuff with the way they use namor and like the way he bounces around and whatever else but i feel like the actual fight scenes when the, you're getting to see like couple of people verse what like the the scene where Koye fights on the bridge even then I'm like look here's a chance to just shoot a like a good fight scene and it's still just like typical Marvel bullshit where I you know it's just it, it, I that that's Marvel for me in a whole like the, I I love the first movie but I never said you that, upset I, that the all the enemies are blue mm, I think it's offensive to the blue man group yes um the <laughs> <laughs> um no I Look, I I love the first movie, but I, I I complained about the the fight in that as well, and um, mm. that's that's not like a highlight for me. The 
but the the villain again is great. Like Namor is, I think, better than Killmonger, probably. Yeah, only, like I think yeah. he's a lot more engaging. That's sort of hard to say because Killmonger is really good as well, of course. But the only thing I didn't like about Namor um, is, and again, so I feel like it was sort of a pacing thing, and they just didn't know how to get the information out there. Is this whole like let's flashback and do my origin story thing? I was like, all right, like this whole movie like escapes from like pretty like old stereotypes at times but then they're like let me sit down and talk to the the, the protagonist I and didn't... explain my whole backstory <laughs> like i was like all right i didn't mind like no no i didn't mind the, the the flashback i think the only part of the flashback that maybe was a bit thick was like the very end of the flashback with them going onto land and seeing him bury um, his mother and seeing the yeah and seeing that place slaves, i'm yeah. like because i think for me that's almost treading too much on Killmonger's storyline and and I know that's supposed to be what it is and like the similarities between Wakanda parallels, yeah. and like the parallels and stuff but at the same time I don't know I was just I feel like it was just a bit heavy-handed and a little bit um yeah a little bit I guess forced in, in a way into the storyline which I don't think it was needed to be that way like I think they'd already got that message across very clearly and, and very well at that point and and um yeah, it's it's yeah, it's just I think that was my only part with the flashbacks. Mm. I mean, it's a it's like it's a much bigger downer of a movie than the first. The entire film is just like different characters dealing with grief um, in their own way and discovering how to to deal with that. So it like in that part, you got you take Shuri, this character who was sort of a, a bubbling character. Um, always happy and whatever else from the first film and now she just has none of that at all uh, i'm not saying that's a criticism it's just like interesting how this movie is totally committed to like every character in this is stricken with grief for either t'challa or someone else but um and dealing with it in their own way but it's just funny how this is like the second longest <laughs> mcu movie and it's probably one of the biggest downer of uh of any of them i feel like there's nearly no humor or your typical MCU humor in this uh, at all. Like, the only character who's sort of funny is... Um, M- or M'Baku, I was going to say. I guess yeah, every, every now and then. But um, uh, I felt like, coming into this, the last thing I'll say is I felt like coming into this, that I was going to feel like Ironheart was forced in just as a backdoor pilot for the Disney Plus series. But I actually felt like her tying in... Like, it's sort of silly that she <laughs> designed this Wakandan uh, tracker. Like, I'm um, sorry, um... Uh, Vibarium tracker. tracker in like two months or whatever but it is it's like whatever but like that tying in like having her character tie in and all that sort of stuff I felt like she she folded in very well so I um yeah really 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 good I don't think it's quite as good as the first one just because there's a little bit it's a little bit messier than the original film but yes it's still way better than like nine out of ten of the MCU movies we've had since then uh yeah my the way I'm thinking about it is I really like it I just didn't love it, which is disappointing, I think, um, a little bit, because obviously we had that trailer, the Comic-Con trailer that was like a banger trailer. It's like, it didn't, I feel like it didn't quite live up to that, you know, that, that, um, but yeah, it was fun time overall. I think the, a lot of the world building is really interesting in this movie, like kind of building up uh, Namor and the... What's the name of the city? Tenalok? Something like that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Not Atlantis. No, yeah, I think that's all interesting. I think the way they've kind of integrated Namor into Aztec mythology and that kind of stuff is really interesting and, like, uh, a really great way to, like, make it different to the comics, to make it different to, well, very different to uh, Aquaman over at DC. Um yeah, I mean, it's it's an interesting film because really it's just a war between these two countries, like, slowly. Um, whilst, and, you know, whilst... One that really doesn't need to have taken place at all. I was going to say, they are, like, in the background continually, like, placing this the setup for Wakanda versus America, I guess, is the... I guess? At some point, yeah, America's kind of, like, trying to invade Wakanda or, like... Oh no, that's thing. 100% happening. That's the clip, what fucking what's a, that woman says. Contessa Val 
Yeah, Valenhart, whatever her name is. Yeah, Julia Louis Dreyfus, who I feel <laughs> like was completely different in this than she has been in any other. She was small way cameo more, appearance. Maybe, maybe because we got to see. Also, her... she was married to Everett Ross. I don't know if she yeah, maybe. Caught. Maybe that is the thing, though, is that we're seeing her through the eyes of Everett Ross, through her relationship with Everett Ross, and at the same time, she's maybe laying it on very thick to play around him. Um, you know, apparently she was able to bug the, the, the hyper tech beads and listen to all their conversations on it and stuff like that. Like, um, yeah, I think maybe that was, that was why. Maybe. Yeah. Just, uh, fuck it. I wonder who they, who's she working for then? She's the director of the CIA. Yeah. Okay. That's a little bit boring for, you know, in the MCU. You see, I think it's opposite. I think that's super, uh, interesting instead of having her heading a secret organization or a private company no no no, she is heading a major government organization and kind of secret service in a way like it is um i think that's super interesting personally like to have and i guess it it just makes it interesting i want to see how people feel about um, or at least I guess American viewers um, <laughs> feel about being the bad guys, the, yeah. being the bad guys, and being made into the bad guys, and and like even like you know, fucking France, who are the the makers of white flags, apparently got ready to rob some oh. fucking vibranium. I was, was like, cool. nah, that's that was a freaking cool <laughs> opening with like the fight sequence mm-hmm. with the Okoje uh, coming out of that that room, planted. Freaking French people, am I right? <laughs> it would have been cooler if one, if they, if it was our old mate, uh, the Leaper was one of the, was one of the dudes. Isn't he French? Who? Uh, who Captain America fights in the Winter Soldier? Oh, you, oh George Saint Pierre. Yeah, I've, no, because he was no, because he was in Winter Soldier. It'd be really weird for him to. Well, he was also in uh... not Winter Soldier, the other one, Captain America, and yeah. no Falcon and Winter Soldier. That's yeah, he was one. in that as well. Yeah. yeah, I guess he's a mercenary, so it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. How do we feel about how they handled you know Chadwick's death? Obviously, they're open with him dying of some disease. Shuri trying I'm... to save him with the heart shaped flower. I love how closely they made it to real life. Mm. Um, and I, you know, I went into this movie ready to cry because I remember Chadwick Boseman's passing and, and reading the stories around his passing was maybe one of the first celebrities to kind of really hit me because generally I'm like, I don't care or I'm like it's not. You're generally um, pretty heartless, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Chadwick's passing and, and knowing that he had struggled with his disease like with the disease for so long and his condition for so long and he held it together because he wanted to be the symbol that black panther and t'challa was to you know to his people is 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 inspiring and then to see that same storyline be used as like kind of as part of this Mm. and part of what t'challa's passing i think it's amazing yeah, I went. I didn't. I was actually, you know what? Credits hit. I was like, man, I'm kind of sad. I didn't cry. Like, I didn't. Nothing really pulled on the heartstrings too much. Um, and then that after that post credit scene hit, and then the water work started because I'm like, holy fuck, this is, um, it, it, yeah, it kind of further brings along Chadwick as a person into the character, and I think, um. Yeah, it just makes it pretty well done, in my opinion. I call bullshit. They recast him as a nine-year-old? <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, an outrage. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. I think uh, one thing that did hit me pretty hard was the, the Marvel logo. Uh, yeah, have they ever done a silent Marvel logo? Like I nothing? don't think... I'm trying to think, because obviously the other one is uh, Dead Stan, Stan Lee. Lee I can't remember if that was silent or not. I don't think it was silent. Stanley's wasn't but silent because Stanley's had. Didn't they have like Stanley quotes and stuff playing something over the top like of it? That, or like, like that, yeah. something like that. Something. The that, end. The end yeah. game one had like it was. It had stuff playing in the background. It wasn't full silent. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe. Yeah, I think it was interesting because throughout the film, whenever they did do flashbacks or cut to footage of Chadwick, it was silent. Mm-hmm. They never used his voice in this film. No. Which I thought 
was pretty restrained because it'd be pretty pretty easy to like pull some audios from something is recorded in a past movie or something. Well done to, and I'm guessing this is Ryan Coogler and and um and the team behind this rather than Disney, but Disney's well known for kind of parading their like you know their past um stars back on screen one last time via CGI. Oh, there was no chance that was going to have happened. I think I know. I feel like it would have happened if Coogler wasn't doing it. I feel like if they, yeah. I feel like if Disney really wanted it, they, and I feel like if you'd left this up to the committee, like the quote unquote committee to make this movie at Disney, they totally would have put a fucking. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. I, I think it's, I think you would have had. Instead I of that think if Coogler wasn't ago, there, they would have recast. That's my opinion. I mean, they I'm just sure. recast Thunderbolt Ross, so. Yeah, that's not really. Allegedly. I don't know if it's 100% confirmed, yeah. But yeah, pretty uh, touching uh, tribute opening. My one question is, where did his coffin go? Where did any of the coffins go, you know? Space. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that what happened? Yeah. They take him in the ship and they just yeet him out of space? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I guess, but there's, you know what the problem is they did yeet him out of space? He never freezes. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Good point. Yeah. I, was, I was trying to look at the timeline of this movie so badly, but I just—it's gonna hurt. My this brain. movie doesn't make like, the, the timeline when they jump to a year. I'm like, motherfuckers! Another Marvel movie jumping a year in fucking time? Are you fucking kidding me? Because the problem is already okay. So he's blipped. He comes back from blip. How how many years or how many months is he blipped back in before he gets sick? Before the start of this movie? So then this was so you know what I mean? Like, she was gone for. Six years, like uh, Nakia was gone for six years, and she left when, um, which which means she, the blip happened. She left at the blip, yeah, which means he came back sick, basically. Is what they're or saying. he was already he was sick. already sick before he got blipped. All that, yes. which is the equivalent to real life. Chad's which story. is fucked because that means they literally didn't have their king. He fought the- Thanos while sick. This is pretty dope. Well, they didn't have their king for however many like was it four years? No. Five years. Five years. Five years. They didn't have their king for five years in Wakanda. He comes back. They have him for a couple months. He dies. Like, how fucked up that? The, the thing is, <laughs> and then he gets more fucked up when tragic. then their queen fucking drowns yeah. while it's under attack. Like it, That was it's, rough. I didn't think they that were going to ex- do that. Yeah. Extremely rough. I was like, you're going to kill another person? You're not just letting Chadwick's like like uh, T'Challa's death be the the carrying motivation throughout this movie. You're adding another no, person. Are, he, Ryan Coogler's Ryan Coogler's a real filmmaker. He's not afraid to kill. Yeah, he's got, he knows you need Ruthless. to. He knows how to get real motivation for characters. Just keep killing. Also, yeah. gonna say the 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 most ruthless and badass like fight moment did happen in this movie. I think. When she cut off fucking Namor's wings <laughs> with like that was pretty... fucking claws, yeah. I was like, "That's metal as fuck." Let's go! <laughs> I'll tell and you, then actually, they kind of ruined the end of the, the one moment that had my bit. cinema actually all go, "Ooh!" at once was not that, but in the fight with Okoye when she's fighting the big dude, and she um he like sticks his fucking spear in the ground oh, and then the, slams and she, like, her, and, yeah, her like clotheslines into it. Was, my yeah. cinema literally audibly like I've heard like half the cinema go. Ooh, that when that yeah. happens. <laughs> that like it sucked. Um, okay, just while we're talking about the cinemas, were you how how full were your screenings? Yeah, three quarters, I think. Yeah, probably about the same. But it was like okay. tight marks, so I mean it was pretty big cinema. But yeah. So I had like there was like this is the smallest crowd I've seen for an opening night ever. What time did you be? go there? Six thirty. Six thirty, okay. Maybe people Which go is, a bit later. Normally is is Crowded and packed, yeah. and, and normally, like, you're lining up and getting time. Now I walked straight in. Um, which made me think, uh, this is, from my point of view, compared to, like, yourselves, who are very much more involved in the in the movie industry and the, the bubble for, for movies. I've heard very little about this movie in terms of marketing and overall, like, trailers and stuff. Like, generally... If it wasn't for this podcast, I probably wouldn't know that this movie came out. That is sad. Like, <laughs> that you know, is so sad. Like, like if you if you compare that to 
Mm. every other marvel movie ever where it's like it's kind of plastered everywhere and you you see it i this movie is not everywhere and not everybody is talking and building up anticipation about it it is it feels very strange in my perfect opinion considering it's a good movie i was going into this i was kind of worried it was a bad movie and there's a reason the marketing feels like it's it's nothing um i think maybe it's like a hard one to market i think you know yeah I mean, there has been, what, three trailers? I guess they did, like, a final trailer, like, a day or two ago. Um, I was about to say, I've seen the trailer at the cinema quite a lot. Any recent movie I've seen in the cinema, I've seen a Black Panther trailer. And the premiere last week in Hollywood or whatever was all positive bars, and I saw a lot of stuff on my social media but, from that. So, But my social Kieran, media is going to ask you a question. different to Kieran's social sure. media. Do you have an ad blocker on? <laughs> no. Okay. I don't. Uh, I the only thing is I do. I have a YouTube Premium, so I don't. See yeah. Ads so where are you yet. seeing ads then? Uh, <laughs> generally on my Twitter or on Twitch when I'm on Twitch or browsing websites. Like generally, if I open up like an IGN article, yeah, but feel like I've seen unless it. unless IGN is paid to sponsor it, you're going to be seeing ads based on your browser history. But yeah, and that's that's what I'm saying. The thing is, right, and I'm just coming from this from. I guess my point of view, where I'm not in the spaces you're involved in, generally those trailers and shit still leak into my, into my my overall, um, like spheres. Like fuck, I talk on podcasts about Marvel shit all the time in front of my phone, and my phone knows shit all the time. Little and FBI, me articles F- little stuff. FBI good listening. Yeah, just the uh, yeah, it, it's just uh. Yeah, that's this is just my it's just my point of view, I guess, is that this just shows very low on the marketing efforts. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see the numbers. I think the numbers yeah. will still be very high. Again, a lot of I feel like a lot of people are going to go tomorrow night. We're obviously recording Wednesday yeah. when like advanced and these screens are, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say these classes of advanced people just right? don't know. They don't not paying attention to the special advanced screenings. So, uh. How do we feel about Sherry's story over this this film? Obviously, you know, she starts off with everybody dying. She uh, tags along on this trip to go rescue a scientist, gets captured. Oh, well, she goes of her own free will, gets to experience... Uh, I'm trying to find if there's some reference. Underwater <laughs> jet stream. Telecan. Which... Telecan. Which- which she goes in Telecom, in a suit that somebody totally died in at the start of the movie. Well, I mean, that 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 was the thing that pulled me out. I'm like, they say they don't have any of these above ground. They don't don't trust any of the surface dwellers. She's the first ever surface dweller to go down to it, to the city. Why do they have these suits? Uh, well, that's the exact suit that they stole at the start of the movie. In the oil room. Oh. So, yeah, they're the ones that... Like, that does actually The person yeah. yoinked? Yeah. yeah, it's exactly that. Which I was like... That's fucking messed up. Somebody totally died in that thing. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. But... Yeah, she goes to the city. Uh, you know, she gets rescued, which starts the, the war. Uh, hey, they were playing Blitzball, like, like Aztec Blitzball, mm-hmm. though, down there. Like, it was, I was like, damn. Yeah, thanks for guys. No, it's the yeah. whatever game they're playing, Rotel Dorado. Yeah, but because it's underwater, it's instantly Blitzball. Yeah, I'm with Karen. It's they just playing Blitzball. Even like at the start, if you watch the opening cinematic to Final Fantasy X, where Titus is like doing flips and shit in the Blitzball, he even he does like a hand symbol like in the game, like just to like to celebrate people. So it's just Blitzball, what? Yep. So obviously she visits the city, <laughs> gets rescued. Uh, they attack, you know, uh, and she says about becoming the Black Panther when she's the her mother dies, you know. Uh, but she's on a set. She wants vengeance. You know, she's Batman I feel like in this movie. I don't love her vengeance part. I was very weird about that part because how her mum died. I think. Yeah, I understand like, it. No, but, um, that was her last family member. Like she literally lost her mind when her brother when her brother died, and then her last living family member dies. <laughs> like to me, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. I get it, but I don't... I don't know, I just wasn't buying the conversation between her and Killmonger in terms of her I thought that, that was... Yeah, I, d- I thought that was... She was going to go... 
reject what he's saying. You know what I mean? Yeah, a hundred percent. Like I thought. But no, she bought in a hundred percent. And that's the thing. I was waiting for her to be like, "No, I'm not doing it your way, and I'm not doing my brother's way. I'm doing it my own way." And maybe that's too predictable. Um, mm. You know what? You'd also think with her turning up in a Black Panther suit that is clearly the same as the Killmonger variant of the Black Panther suit. Well, it's yellow, yeah, or gold. You would, you would think somebody would be like. Hang on a minute. This doesn't feel right. Like this doesn't well, quite feel. That, uh, Nakia questions though. Mbaku mm. questions though. So people did notice. Yeah, that's fair. So, uh, yeah. So she's almost gets a vengeance, uh, but then she has a vision of a mother, which mm, don't love that. Wish she had have kind of come to that choice by herself, you know. Uh, Things I I wish it had been less magic and more like she has a moment where she I think feels it is interesting. Yeah, where there's less less symbolism, like less in your face. Like, hey, she's gone. She sees her mother in a in a vision, and more just the the wind and yeah, everything if around it had her. Been a li- her like, having- yeah, like a moment. Because obviously, the the an ongoing theme within the film is the idea of spirituality versus science, um, and her mother obviously being very spiritual, believing in signs and rituals and the ancestors ancestry and that kind of stuff, and Suri obviously being one hundred percent devoted to science, and how those two can't really or struggle to in like fit together. Um, yeah, I thought that would have been more powerful than like. A straight up vision of her mother. <laughs> Going, hey, show us, show me who you really are. You know? <laughs> but, I, I, like- but again, that's like difficult to do on screen, I think. This was also, probably the easiest way. I suspect maybe Ryan Coogler like, tried that, and then in test screenings, the audience was like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, that's fair. Also, did not love how the the fight with Namor ended in terms with her doing a flip over the top of him, doing the Wakanda Forever cross, and then the the ship flaming up. There was just something that didn't. I think she rigged it. Right, quite worked. She rigged it, but like, just I don't know. I'm okay with the the fire. I'm okay with the fire. There's something about the Wakanda Forever moment that I was like, no. Why? Don't. That was a key. That was the key phrase. You know, that was a code word. It just feels like cheesy when you when burn this motherfucker. <laughs> like it, <laughs> like it, it just feels cheesy when she's on this vengeance arc. Like I want her to be brutal in that moment. Like I want her to it be. Was she, she's back. She burn him alive. <laughs> no, no, no. The, the, the thing is that right, right. The thing that happened, brutal. The way that she made it happen, not brutal. Kind of cheesy. I mean, she did just rip a spear out of it midriff so i mean yeah. so even more reason for her not to be fucking cheesy yeah because <laughs> yeah yeah uh yeah uh any other thoughts on shura's journey over the film uh random question when she didn't rock up to like the king crowning ceremony or like <laughs> the the water thing i don't what know. the fuck happened there because i was very I'm i like, think okay, it was a joke is... <laughs> yeah i just yeah. And Baku's like, hey, I'm challenging. Oh, she's not going to fight me. I'm going to take it down. I just wish they played that maybe like a couple seconds longer to show people's like reaction to that to maybe emphasize that it was a joke and not just like hard cut away from it to to jump away. It was, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, it's such an Mbaku. He's, you know, he turns it, he suddenly becomes the elder statesman of the, of the film. Uh, very quickly, uh, like the head council, and like obviously that conversation that he has with Shuri after her mother dies, and like I made a promise to your brother, uh, I'd help you. Like, yeah, after all this, all this death, you're not a child anymore, and that kind of, like callback and that kind of stuff. I thought it was really fun throughout the film, and obviously coming into the council meeting, chewing on a carrot. Uh, <laughs> Yo, I spent far too long trying to work out if that was a carrot or a No, because they're vegetarian, remember? Yeah, I just couldn't. Yeah, I don't know. What, you're saying saying it was a vegan vegan sausage? It could have been a vegan fucking sausage. (laughs) It's Wakanda, man. Man. I do love that his staff, like, totally got 
broke as soon as he hit Namor. It's like, why are you carrying around this wooden thing at this point? Like, I was just a, like... A city full of vibranium. When he sees in that person, he's just like, fish man. <laughs> <laughs> I would kick that fish man's ass and then breaks his staff, takes the most brutal punch probably in the entire he film. Would've, he would have killed him if he wasn't wearing the armor. Yeah. Broke his bloody chest in half. Yeah. M'Baku. He's great. Uh, Okoye. She goes through her arc throughout this film. Uh, you know, she's the one who says Shiro should come along on their mission to rescue Riri. Um, and her getting, like, torn down and, like, uh, dismissed of her general duties was pretty harsh. Hard to watch. Crazy that's the scene that had the Angela Bassett, like, moment from the trailer. I can't remember that from the trailer. Yeah. Um, powerful stuff. I really liked it. She was, like, I felt like it was good to have her sort of do more than just be the general of the smart-ass attitude, which is kind of all she had in the the first film, like her relationship with T'Challa. Her relationship with um, Shuri is a lot different, so. Yeah. Obviously, you know, she's very anti-science powered things. You know, but she relents, I guess, at the end. I like um, when she gets her that new her new gear that Kieran doesn't like. You know, she shits on it. Do you like but, it? No, no, I don't like it. But I don't, I don't dislike <laughs> it that much. But, um, the I just like when she's showing it. She like shit talks it, and then you know, um, and then she's like, "I made you a new spear," and she's like, "A new spear." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really loved her and Shuri. Like, obviously, in that op- they're bossing, is it? I think they're in. Um, that whole sequence was a lot of fun. Definitely remind, obviously, reminiscent of the uh, Bangkok, I want to say, segment of the first film. Oh, the, like, the, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 the car chase and everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, very reminiscent. That, the, the ad that was in the middle of the, for fucking whatever the car company was, I can't remember what it was, it was, I think it was Nissan. Wasn't very for good the, In the first film? Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I think, yeah, she had a good story arc, obviously, you know. Ha- you know, she got the dude at the end. <laughs> He's obviously got beat up on the bridge, lost again at Wakanda. And, Learned you know, a whole new language. She did, just so she could Just so talk. she could sass talk, yeah. <laughs> Interesting plan, also. Let me just, like, obviously the film ends with them taking a boat to the middle of the ocean so they can capture Namor. Uh... I don't know how smart that was. <laughs> well, they had to lure him out, man. I you guess, know? but they're like, oh, there's going to be no repercussion. We're just going to sail away. We'll be all good. You would think they would, like, put some, like, well, flying vessels or something on that. <laughs> so you can just, like, let's just abandon this ship. It was trying to fly, though, but they broke the flying mechanism. Is the, what I got from it. No, it broke their, their engine slash the sonic, their sonic thing. thing, keeping the... Because that's the other thing. I thought it looked like it was going to take off and they were preparing to take off and everything. Maybe, but that ship didn't look very aerodynamic. No. It didn't look very buoyant either, but that's beside the It looked very tall. Can I just say the whales look sick in this? Like, all the whale shots? Yeah, how do we feel about the... I guess... (laughs) Tenolockians? Uh, the only part I didn't like was the first scene that they were in, other than I loved how scary they were, when the CIA agent, or whoever she was, shot him and managed to shoot, like, the uh, the vibranium chest piece and not, like, his bare and exposed chest everywhere else. She shoots twice and hits the vibranium. It's like, damn, it's not going to work. It's like, that took me a little then bit Then she took, there, like, eight, three or four out. Yeah. But they can't die, apparently. So, mm. zombies. Yeah, it was pretty brutal taking out the helicopter as well. <laughs> um, Fuck that helicopter! Yeah. Up. yeah, I think they were like the bl- the blue thing is like they're only blue above land, right? I couldn't quite yes. tell. Yes, they're blue above land and normal Ab- above water or whatever. Yes. Yeah, when uh, when, when yeah, you see them underwater, when they go, when Shuri goes there, they're all normal. Yeah, they're all. Normal. I was like, I was confused. Even like, even what? his mum in the flashback. It's like, sequence. oh, they couldn't afford to do makeup under. No. His mum in the flashback sequence too was normal when you mm. see the scenes of her underwater. Yeah, 
I didn't mind the flashback stuff. I thought it was an interesting, like, setup for explaining why the civilization uh, is able to live underwater <laughs> and all that. So, um, no, I think it's interesting. I just felt like it was. They just did the whole like it's. It's just so stereotypical to have this like. Well, you if know, you're introducing <laughs> somebody to your city and you, you just explain the history of your city, am I right? It's like, why are all these people calling you a god? Because I am a god. How'd you become the king? I was anointed at birth. Just she didn't really I lived ask. hundreds of years. <laughs> she didn't ask. It just always reminds me when villains do this. Of um, I think it's Goldman, but Austin Powers, where like Seth, um, Seth, <laughs> Seth Green, sorry, like the you know son, like Doctor Evil, just starts explaining his whole backstory, and he's like, "Why are you telling him his whole plan? Like, why? Just kill him. Give me the gun. I'll do it." <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, how do we feel about Riri? Uh, obviously, is it is a little bit. Like a backdoor pilot, I guess. Well, it's a, um, it te- yes and no. Like we're already getting the show, but it's like a backdoor introduction. So. Yeah, um, I didn't love the suit design. I know maybe that's just being I ha- I, straight away. I hated the fat, the fat like shoulder jets. I was like, you're telling me with Wakanda? No, it just looked too CGI. I guess was okay. what it was. My well, she's gonna have a design. different. She's gonna have a different one in the show. Yeah, so. she's gonna have a much cheaper suit, cheaper suit on the show. Yeah, so no, I I liked the actress. I liked her chemistry with Shuri. I liked her little funny scene at the start where she's throwing JBL speakers at them or whatever's going on there. <laughs> um, that was all good. I'm so. probably different brands. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't, that's what they look like to me. Um, no, she. Yeah, again, as I said, I felt like I was going to sort of dislike her coming in because I felt like she was just going to be a unnecessary character. But I liked the way that they they melded her into the plot. The they set her up, and she already had a suit. Like, she's smart enough to, like, already made made a tech, Stark Tech mm. suit, effectively. She made her an arc reactor, man. Yeah. Or equivalent to it that was in the shape of a pixel heart. Yep. Oh, it's just, she's re- so pissed off and, like, pulling all her plans out and, like, burning them all in the... <laughs> just pulls his blowtorch out of some- nowhere and... <laughs> doesn't even... Doesn't blow it out, just sticks the blowtorch in the bin. Get rid of evidence, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then we got Nakia, you know, who I think you know has an interesting story of uh, kind of starting. You know, she leaves uh, Wakanda, has been away from Wakanda, working in Haiti for six years or whatever. Um, since the blip, since the blip, we assume like working on outreach. She'd talked before about wanting to help other communities and that kind of stuff. Uh, and then, you know, comes back, uh, to rescue Shuri, has this magical bike thing that's able to go underwater as well, which is super handy. I guess you would go to prepared if you're like, hey, these people are all underwater. Yeah, I, you're like, yeah, I, I didn't think twice about <laughs> like, the bike thing. I'm like, she's going, yeah, look, no, I was she's like, looking yeah, for people underwater. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's pretty lucky they invented that. Yeah. <laughs> They're fucking ships that... Can, you know, fly and transform whatever else. I, that bike thing was the least of my concerns. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, you know, and then she sticks around to help Shuri be- take the the potion or whatever. <laughs> Black yeah. Panther potion. I, I'm really, like, I, I really enjoyed uh, seeing Nakia again. I'm disappointed I didn't get more because, like, I really liked her in the first film and I really liked the picture as an uh, actress. I yep. understand why she wasn't in more of the film for story reasons, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy with what I got and uh, would hope for more in three if we if, if we go for a third one or something like that. I mean, I always well, held out hope. Sure. I knew it was going to happen. I knew it wasn't going to happen because, like in the comics, Shuri becomes a Black Panther. But I was always holding out hope that maybe it was a become a per- yeah. yeah. How do we feel about yeah? Obviously, they kept the Black Panther thing like a secret, but I yeah, think we always, we of, always like most people always. We kind of knew it was going to be Shuri, but uh, you know, I kind of hoped it was going to be someone else, like yeah, like Nakia, yeah, or Koye, yeah, sure, but yeah, uh, yeah, and obviously, you know, we end the film with uh, well, Shuri like dealing with her grief, finally burning the. The uh, funeral gown thing. Funeral gown, which I assume is the one from Chadwick, because she only thinks of Chadwick, doesn't think about her mum at all during that sequence. Maybe she just wore the same one. Maybe she just wore the same one. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe 
yeah, and we find out that Nakia had a son with Chadwick, uh, with T'Challa. Who's also named Also named T'Challa. T'Challa. Yeah. Nice moment. That yeah. kid was very adorable. He was very performance. Your name's cool as well, I guess. He was very, we'll say a little bit, like, maybe, I don't know, but it was funny seeing Shuri continue to cry and break down for a moment, and, like, his little face, like, between the two of them, just with this massive smile on his face the whole time, I was like... He knows yeah, it's tears it, of happiness, not tears of sadness. He knows. I know. I know. He's just... It's just funny in that moment. There's, yeah, it's awkward. Every Marvel yeah. movie is ending with someone having a kid now. What's Young what? Avengers coming soon. Just in yeah. case, right? Hulk, kid. Yeah. Thor, kid. Um, Black Panther, kid. Everyone's got kids. What am I missing? I mean, Wanda. Wanda. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, Doctor Strange. Technically, there's a kid to shows up the entire film. So, yeah, I guess, but it's not his kid. Yeah, they introduce a kid. Uh, any other thoughts on the movie? Uh, music was good. I like the uh, more the soundtrack was. So separating things, the soundtrack good. I'm it's definitely not like the first movie to me solely because it's got thematically it's more, I guess, um, more, co- more yeah. Well, no, it's just more. Yeah. it's more focused, focused on the what would you call it, like the Haitian vibes, the African side. That be like, yeah, like yeah. that sort of. That's where the music mm. is. It's more focused on actually the the Namor influence than it is the um, Black Panther side, which is good. Um, it's fine. But then the the score, the music, the really fucking good as always. But I just I'm mm. I was reminded consistently how good, like how much of a unique sound Black Panther has as a movie compared to every other Marvel movie, which has no unique sound at all. Like their soundtracks and this, well, their soundtrack may be okay of Guardians of the Galaxy or whatever, but the scores for every other MCU movie, there's just nothing about them that stands alike. Like apart from the Avengers theme, I can't think of any movie like a, a Marvel movie where I'm like, oh yeah, that score, that piece of music or whatever. But it's just like Black Panther has carved out its own unique sound with the you know like the like the all those little sounds and the way they use them and build them up and all that sort of stuff so um and then the introducing of different sounds that they had for the namor sequences and when they they went underwater and like that had a very unique and different sound too so yeah i, I really thought the music was fantastic all right kieran what's the most marvelous moment of black panther wakanda forever uh, uh um hmm I think it is the post credit scene for me. I think, I don't know. For me, there's just something very special and very... It, it felt nice to have a post credit scene that felt substantial, felt good, and just let wasn't me, let a me waste pitch of you something. Time, which so many of Alternative them. world. That scene just ends a movie and there's no after credit scene. Because it's dumb as fuck which that's also an after credit scene. It should have just been the way the movie ended. Well, yes. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I do agree. Um, but I don't. Yeah, I feel like still, they just wanted to yeah, beat for like, you know, remembering Chadwick. I feel like that. I feel moment. like that scene just played like the, it. Literally, is just the cut two minutes from the end of the movie. Yeah, I mean, crazy. they literally. I'm sure they shot it in one take. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's fine. Dylan, what's your most marvelous moment? Fuck the fine, though. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wanna. Fuck, I don't know. It's really hard, hey? Um, let's just go with... I don't know. Actually, I, I, I don't know. It's hard. You go. I'll think. I kind of want to go the 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 Killmonger scene. Nah, I think, you you're know, wrong. It was, it was great to, to see Michael B. Jordan come back um, okay. and just have that That's interaction with Shuri. Um, someone you didn't have much interaction with in the Black Panther film. Um, and obviously it sets up this quest for vengeance that uh shuri has for the rest of the film so um it's like why yeah there's a bit of like who you pick what ancestor is the best fit for what you want from the black panther powers or whatever here uh, yeah i'll go with angela bassett firing okoye yeah that's pretty powerful it was very like powerful Damn, scene like okay. like 
She and, just lays it out. <laughs> yeah, and that's really strong performance from Angela Bassett. Like, particularly that, yeah, the whole, like, I've lost everyone, don't tell me, you know, like, all that sort of stuff. So, I thought that was, like, it's cra- like the most It's crazy that she pulls thing. out, she pulls out events from Black Panther, something that happened six years ago. <laughs> she's been holding this grudge against the Koya this entire time. No, I don't think she's been holding it's this like, grudge. Just you think. just sat there and did nothing while Killmonk, my nephew, came in and took over. I think she's holding the grudge. I just think that in the moment of grief, she's like pulling out, you know, these memories and stuff. You don't pull those things out unless you hold a bit of a grudge. And I mean, the fact is that we all know where her partner was. And that was, he was filming Nope instead of being in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> His treacherous, treacherous partner. <laughs> Out working with another director. Yeah, out working with another director. How <laughs> dare he? <laughs> so, <laughs> fucking Daniel Kaluuya. What are you doing? Um, you know, I'll, I'll pick that. I think that was like some of the strongest performance. I mean, the movie's got lots of strong performances, but that particular sequence is great. Um, I would also shout out the the Angela Bassett drowning sequence. Um, it's c- crazy that what he throws those water bombs. And they flood the entire floor beneath the the throne chamber. There's a lot of water in those. They they do they do show throughout the entire movie how much water comes out of those. So yeah, yeah. And he threw like several. Yeah, there is a lot. So yeah. yeah. Also, like when they first attack Wakanda, and like there's just water all yeah. over the all over the streets, and they're like, "We're under attack!" And then bam, yeah. water everywhere. Uh, also, shout out to the whales in this movie. Really good use of whales. Yeah. Like M'Baku looking underground and then there's fucking killer whale coming out. <laughs> and, th- and then, like, the killer, like, the whales throwing them up on the ship. <laughs> I'll say the CGI in this movie looked better than the first one, but there was one sequence, the one moment where I was like, oh, that's rough, um, was actually when um, Namor was like, right after Shuri's chasing him in her ship and he like runs along some like pole and jumps towards the camera into the water or whatever. I was like, oh, this looks, that was like the one rough moment where I was like, this is very clearly like fake as fuck. Like it really stood out, but everything else I was quite happy with. <laughs> All right. Uh, let us know what you think of Black Panther Wakanda Forever by going to explosion.com slash Twitter or jump to our Discord at explosion.com slash Discord. Uh, if you want to help us out, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Podchaser. Uh, leave us five stars. Anyway, we can leave five stars. We'll just tell people about the number one Australian-made MCU podcast on the internet. And if you really enjoyed this episode, thoughts worth it all, head on over to our page at explosion.com slash supports. Uh, so, you know, we're here at the end of phase four. Uh, we are planning to do a phase four wrap-up uh, episode uh, in which we'll be giving a bunch of awards as well. Uh, you know, that's... Yes, I've discussed this previously. This is a thing we're definitely going to do. Um, but we will also be returning on November 25th for the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. So make sure you watch that and join us next time for another all-new Marvel cast. Fuck you, Kevin Bacon. We're coming. <laughs>